Welcome to the Walking OG Tribal Rants unofficial podcast for the popular long-running series The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Michelle. And I am Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Season 6, Episode 13, The Same Boat. This was aptly titled because... Why? Because the smoking, gruff... Molly. Molly, who was dying, was was dying and Carol was uh, also in Molly's opinion going to die so they were in the same boat they are both going to die yeah that's what Molly had said to Carol when Carol told her that cigarettes would kill her and she showed her like the the bloody rag that she was coughing into and said she was a dead man walking and then she said that put them in the same boat but you know I had another thought about this same boat thing now you tell me okay tell me um did you notice the similarities between the women in this episode? Let me first ask you, what did you think about the episode in general? What What was your overall thoughts of the episode? Uh, I thought there was a lot of anxiety. I thought that it was more of a uh, cerebral episode, not as much action. Even though there was a lot of action, too. So, yeah, I mean, I got that, too. There was a lot of human interaction, a lot of conversation, a lot of back and forth um a lot of discussion and also a lot of really good cinematography i thought the the picture of the girl facing off with maggie in the other room when she was getting interrogated and paula standing over carol carol sitting down paula standing up with all the power carol sitting down and we know what carol's capable of for now paula sitting there just kind of really uh talking down to to Carol, he just wanted Carol to jump up and and stab her in the juggler with that that rosary that she was playing with. So I thought it was uh, I thought it was a real um, uh, thinking episode. I agree. I thought there was so much more to this episode. Last episode, they it was like it was too easy, right? I mean, it was stressful and it was hard, and but they went into. I mean, Negan has evidently Negan and the Saviors have been just terrorizing and killing people, and they're like these bad dudes, right? Really, really bad dudes, and they just go in and they just wipe them out, and it's done in a couple hours, and everything's done and over with, right? Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Then we find out this little kink in it, but this seemed too easy to me too. It was just too easy, right? Because Carol and Maggie. I mean, they're tough. We know what these women are made out of. And there's a whole other part to that I want to talk about, too. But I don't know. I just I just keep getting the feeling this is too easy. Yeah, you still get the impression that there's more to this uh, these two groups of people. Right. There's more to come. Right. It just seems like you would picture a situation where these people had terrorized these big groups of people over a long period of time beating people to death with bats and had Polaroid pictures of them hanging up. You just picture them to be a tougher opponent than what we're seeing so far. Well, maybe, but but uh, brutal doesn't always equate with courage and toughness. Of course not. No. And I don't even know why I keep thinking that, but I just keep thinking. Last time, I really didn't think it was going to go into a... I didn't think we were going to have a uh, one episode, not even a full episode, wipe out the saviors. I figured it would draw out, you know, for a long period of time, stake out the place. I don't know, I just expected more from them than that. And then this episode, I mean, they have pregnant Maggie and... I don't know. It just seemed too easy to me. But but what I was going to say, the the title, The Same Boat, did you notice the similarities between the women, Paula and Carol, and Shell and Maggie? Did you notice that? Because Paula was in an abusive relationship, had daughters that she no longer has, right? I mean, she pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and later on in the episode, she talks about how she used to be the timid little bird, but now you see her strength or whatever. Shell was pregnant, right, at one point. She loved her daddy so much that she tattooed his name on her arm and wanted to name her baby after her dad. And remember the love that Maggie had for Herschel, right? Yeah. Um And then the fact that Shell says that they're not good guys. They're not the good guys. 
and that really gets them thinking. I don't think Carol and Maggie think that they're the good guys anymore. I really think they're starting to think maybe they're not the good guys either. And maybe that also puts them in the same boat. I don't I mean I I, I don't I don't know about your theory, but I don't think that they're thinking that they're not, they're not the good guys anymore. Oh, I definitely think they're having. It's just like I told you about Carol. I mean, I could be wrong, but it's just like I told you before about Carol and how she's starting to soften and change and stuff. I think particularly after we saw the end of this episode and Maggie saying she can't do this anymore. I really think, and, you know, talking about how many people they've killed and... And even uh, Paula was talking about how many people she's killed. And after she killed this many, she quit feeling bad. And you could tell she hadn't. And you could also tell, I could, I, it felt like to me that Paula and Shell and Molly were not like bad people, right? I mean, they didn't just kill them. They're, they weren't mistreating them or doing anything like oh, that. They were just, no, I, that, no I, I, I disagree. I think that Paula... And Shell and Molly and Donnie and all of that crew were bad people. Okay. I think they were bad, but I think they were bad for the same reason Paula told Carol she was a killer. She goes, your group's a killer. That makes you a killer. And I think that had Paula and Shell and Molly fallen into Alexandria in place of falling into Negan and the Saviors, then they would have probably been baking the beaten acorn cookies and had a different life. They're all in the same boat and that circumstances are just dictating the horrible things that they've had to do. Well, I do and agree with that. They are or they are all in the, that same boat. That That is correct observation, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just the thought I had about it, and I, I could be <coughs> off, but... Um, just to recap, last week, Rick and Daryl and the gang, we kind of touched on this, but they went to Negan and the Savior's compound and pretty much got most of them, as Watched far as we could tell, that, yep. in a bloodbath. So that was pretty much the last episode. Um, we start out with going back to the very end of the last episode, like a continuation with Carol and Maggie talking outside the compound, just exactly like the last time we saw them, but then we see that there's guns on them. And there's uh, three women, the Paula... Molly and uh, Shell, and then Donnie, the man, and they're holding Maggie and Carol outside the perimeter, and they're seeing what Rick and Daryl and all them are doing with uh, Primo. 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 <laughs> you know, Primo is a Hawaiian beer. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. I picture Primo. I don't know. Primo is a Hawaiian beer. It's a gold can, I think, with blue... Uh, highlights and it's got a picture of a Hawaiian, um, an ancient Hawaiian warrior on the front. Really? Oh, primo, yeah. Well, I wonder if that's where he got his name. Mm -hmm, doubt it. I wonder where he got his name. He did kind of look a little Hawaiian though, didn't he? Maybe. Yeah. He may have. Um. Well, Paula is talking to Rick and she's the one telling him to put down the gun and all that kind of stuff. They throw... Maggie and Carol's coats over their head and take them on take them on this walk. nauseating throw my equilibrium off make me a little seasick walk. So the thing in the zombie apocalypse that would bother you most is getting kidnapped by Negan's group, not everybody getting shot up and and blood and gore, but getting motion sick from not being able to see where you're walking. Yeah, that'd have to do something about that. I'd be vomiting the whole way. This would be not. your your truly. That would be my horror, yeah. Apocalyptic experience. Right. We, we all got to, I guess, perspectives, everything. <laughs> but then we do the intro and we come back and um, Molly's talking about that this place is a safe house. But now where they are is a slaughterhouse, right? I, I got that, yeah. Because, I mean, a kill floor is, I would certainly hope, a slaughterhouse. Well, it was actually named at, at the end of this. Yeah, it was. There's, um, you know, they're going, they're walking in and everything, and there's like these intermittent zombies thrown in for good measure or whatever. Yeah. Well, see, this, you is, know, just this is what I like. I'm glad they're doing this because this is a zombie apocalypse. Even before when they were standing in the woods and, and Paula was talking to Rick on the radio, Molly was busy, busily killing the, the, the passers-by, right. the, yeah. Yeah, the, the zombies that were walking up. So there, it's just like a never-ending thing that you're always having to deal with. And I'm glad 
that they're um, that they're including that because this is what the the this is the theme of the show. So if you notice, they got away from that for a little while. Seemed like yeah. They didn't always. They weren't always fighting zombies. They were. It was like a. It was like a, a soap opera for 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 somebody that's been uh, you know a soap opera for hobos there for a while. For hobos. Well, I couldn't think of you know okay. displaced um, you know. Okay. Southern people. I don't know. <laughs> Um, they take Carol and Maggie to a room, and they're duct, they duct tape them down. And Paula, they they hear something out there, and there's like a lot of zombies inside this building. And I'm yeah, and they're complaining about it. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time we were here? And it's been what a month. And I don't. Yeah, I, oh, I didn't were, gather the time. Yeah, Paula because so many there were so many zombies there. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't really picture them opening the doors and coming in. You'd think if you'd just close a door, it would prevent them from coming in, right? I haven't seen a zombie work a doorknob yet. So somebody left the door open is what we're saying then, right? Or these were people that were left in there. One or the other. Uh, Yeah, they got in somehow. But um, there's gunfire in another part of the house and Paula's telling them she's real tough. You know, she's like, I want to kill you anyway. Give me a reason to before she goes out and leaves them in there. Maggie starts immediately trying to get herself loose, but Carol just sits there. What do you think that was all about? For a long time, Carol was doing nothing. She she gets the rosary. I thought she was pretending. I thought it was all a ruse. But, but why would she be pretending just when Maggie was in there? You know, like when it was just her and Maggie, and as soon as they go out, Maggie gets up and she starts trying to to get the 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 tape, the duct tape off of her hand, right? And Carol just sits there. She just sits there. And then long before they got back in, Carol starts doing that hyperventilating thing. Maybe she wanted to have it going when they came Getting back ramped in. Up, but that turns out that's not the case. She wasn't pretending. She was really having. Do a hard you time. think? Yeah, yeah. She was having a hard time. I wasn't sure. I wasn't either until the end. I kept it. If she had jumped up and pulled a ninja move with that rosary. Maybe she just wanted the thing out of her mouth so she could talk to him. Because she felt like if she could talk to him, she could win him over. See, I feel like she's really like channeling Morgan. Oh, please. Listen you know what? I, but really. And so if she can talk to him, then she can talk them out of doing something that's going to make her have to kill them because she does not want to kill them. Now, this is a problem that I'm I'm developing with this this new wrinkle that they've added this 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 social experiment that, that we we don't need to kill everybody. It's a zombie apocalypse and people are are killing other people and everybody's killing everybody, but you know, in the middle of all this, we're going to be the shining light. And we are dis- we have decided that we are not going to. I don't think it's that, Mike. Not with Carol. I think with with Morgan, I agree with what you're saying. With Carol, I don't. You can't even, get this far into it and get tired of killing. Can't you? No. I mean, how how do you not? How do you not look, Carol? Was, it's going to affect your survival in a negative way eventually. And not just your survival, but the survival of those around you, which yes, makes it horrible. But tribe. that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is Carol was... Rem- remember, though, if you if you do something that's bad for the tribe, it affects the tribe's ability to rant. And then you've got And then what do you got? Chaos. Don't have rant. You've got okay. chaos. No, but but seriously, Car- Carol was like this beaten down woman. We saw that. And then we saw her slowly become this warrior, right? I mean, she was really just like a That's warrior. That's correct, yeah. But then she went too far. We all agreed with it. With Sam. I mean, she went too far. And I think she checked herself. And I think by checking herself, Morgan was there. And I think that it just really kind of threw her back to some place. She's now lived in Alexandria for how long? For a while. I don't know if we know the exact length of time. A couple months, maybe, or whatever. Her her lease isn't up, though. Right, right. She hasn't renewed her her lease yet. Um, Maybe Rick was right. Maybe living like that does make you soft. And maybe it does change who you are and what you're able to do and not do. And maybe that's the kind of thing we're going to see going forward. 
in this? I hope not. There has to be a stopping point with Carol and what she did and how as, as tough as she got. There has to be a stopping point to it, right? I mean, you can't continue to get more and more hard. And she, I, I mean, you know, I think you, the situational, the degree of hardness that you exhibit is going to be situational. I think that that you can. I think it's hard to come back from stuff like that. I think it's hard to do that, and I think it would be hard not to come back from. I think it'd be hard, maybe, but to temper. At what point? And I think that's what she did with Sam, and I think it messed her up. And I think Morgan had something to do with that too. But yeah, you, you're, you're probably know. right. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. But I, I don't have to like it. I told you episodes ago. Remember, I said something's going on with Carol. I said something's really happening with her, and I think we're about to see some some Carol. I thought you Carol. just meant she was going through the change or something. I didn't know that you talking about you know some kind of life altering you know ideological change. You did not think that. Well, I, I didn't really know what to think. I think maybe her playing the mom to the group and the uh, Betty homemaker role. Was her trying to come back? Uh, no, but having to play that for so long. You know, I mean, you have to play the warrior when you don't feel like the warrior, so you become the warrior. Then you have to play Betty Homemaker when that feels strange to you, but then you start to become Betty Homemaker and so the mom again. who do you like again. best, Betty Homemaker or Carol the Warrior? I, I, I like Carol the Warrior as long as she's not Carol the terrorize and 10-year-old. But Maggie starts screaming at him to pull Carol's uh, gag out of her mouth. And um, Molly comes over and she's... They really think Carol... They keep calling her a timid little bird and stuff like that. And Molly hands Carol the rosary. Actually puts it in her hand. That sharp rosary, that's all I could think was, boy, Molly, you know. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, she she didn't have to do that. They didn't have to be kind to Carol. They didn't have to pull the thing out of her mouth. She didn't have to hand her her rosary. They didn't have, she didn't have to give her a cigarette. They didn't have to do things like that with her. But they did. I don't know. I felt um, like they were just trying to keep her quiet, just kind of appease her so they didn't have any problems while, uh, you know, before they killed him because they were clearly planning on killing him. Do you think? Yeah, they kept telling them. I know. Well, of course they told them that, but I don't know that they... I don't don't know. I don't know if they were or not. I mean, I kind of thought they were, but then I kind of thought they were just using them for leverage to get away. I don't know. But um, this is when Carol... See, maybe that's why she wanted the gag out of her mouth, too, because then she tells them about Maggie and the baby. Now, what do you think the point was of telling them about the baby? She's trying to get some some mercy, some consideration. Um, but Paula starts mocking Maggie and talking about how babies are nothing but bite-sized snacks for zombies. Man, and I know. Pretty you cold-blooded tell me stuff. I'm mean. But Maggie says at least it's a choice that she made. She's making a choice to do something in place of, I guess, just letting stuff happen to her. Paula walks out and Molly lights up the cigarette and they all immediately scold Molly for secondhand smoke around Maggie. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah, that was funny. Um, even even Shell, who was holding the gun on them, sitting there and looking at Molly like, come on, you want to put that out? Uh, Molly puts the cigarette out and starts to cough and that's when she goes into, you know, she's a dead man walking. That puts them... Dead woman walking. I, th- I thought she said dead man walking. Mm-hmm. She didn't say that? I wrote it down twice. I must write it down. Did you? Yeah, that didn't mean anything. And um, which puts them in the same boat, the title of the episode. And then, Mike, we have a commercial and fears coming on. we got three more episodes of The Walking Dead. I know it. I mean, that's quick, huh? Three more. And then, I I know, I'm so far, this part of Season 6, this last part of Season 6, I think it's been spectacular. I think think it's been really well done. They have revised The Walking Dead. This has been really great. But fears coming on. We have a fear podcast that we've done. We did Episodes 1 through 6, the first six episodes. Plenty of time still to catch up on that and listen to the episodes, and we're tossing around doing it again. I don't know. It's a lot of work to do it, and we're just really not into it. Mike's making a terrible face right now when I'm talking about it. but You can't prove that. <laughs> but um, but we're thinking about it, so let us, know, let us know what you think, and let us know if you want to hear one or 
You want to hear us do one? I thought the whole thing with Carol and the floor hyperventilating and acting all diminutive and 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 just small. I thought it was all an act. I thought I thought it was all just you know getting the rosary. She was gonna you know strangle one of them with it and jab the other one in the eye. I thought she was gonna you know break bad and be you know Carol the ninja. But it never, I mean, it never occurred. But it did occur. Well, at the end, I mean, you know, she... No, it occurred. It's just you you expected her to be Carol the ninja, and all she wanted to do was be Carol the person who escapes and lives. Her whole plan was to escape with that. That's why she was sharpening it at that point, at one point. But but she just wanted to get out and live. I I don't know that that you're wrong about her playing. I, I get that. I just, I just thought... She was a little more, um, I don't know, a little, little more uh, uh, fierce. Yeah, rough. Uh, a little, little, little more steady than She's that. She's really had this change of. Well, I hope they change her back. Well, she has because remember when Donnie was behind Maggie, she could have killed him, and we saw that. Did you notice that when it first she came? She lowered up? her gun and she shot her, him in the arm. Yeah, yeah, dramatically lower the gun. She could have killed him, and because she didn't, they were in there together. And while she was sitting there with Maggie on the floor, tied up with these with these people with guns, these mean people with guns around them, she knew that in the back of her mind. She knew that Maggie was in that situation because of what she did. She even points it out at the end. So, okay, so we go back to the kill room, and the man, Donnie, is complaining about his arm. They put a tourniquet on his arm where Carol shot him in the arm, and he says it feels like it's on fire, and they start talking about, you know, Paul says that, or Paula says that medical will be there in 30 minutes. The people who are coming will be there in about 30 minutes. And Maggie says the nerves are dying. She talks about Herschel losing his leg and all that kind of stuff. But Paula, you know, he wants Primo. He wants them to make the swap because evidently Primo, the guy that Rick and everybody has, knows something. He was about their medic. That, yeah. But Paula's not having any of it. The man gets up and he turns on Carol then. Oh, he is mad. mad at Carol. Yeah, he is hating some Carol. Yeah, well, his arm's hurting. Well, that was his fault. But he... Isn't it funny how they're blaming other people for for, for their... Uh, you know, they, they do all these horrible things and somebody comes to kill them. And then he's indignant because Carol... They didn't even know that, though. Shot him in the arm. Yeah, but they didn't know. Did you gather that? They didn't know. What had happened? No, they thought the they just up. snuck up on them and and started picking them off. Yeah, and they didn't know that they called it T's group, whoever that was, the motorcycle gang. They didn't know they were trying to rob them of everything they had. You could tell that shook Paula up. But um, the man gets up and he. You starts don't think they're? You don't think they know that they're shaking down the hilltop place? Ooh. That's think, a good. I don't. I think they know. I don't think they do. Yeah, I think they all. I think they're all in on. I don't everything. think. Well, I don't think so, because Paula even made a comment. She said that it was fair play then them coming in, them doing what they did to tease gang. So yeah, that's she didn't rebuke her. She didn't say, "Oh no, they would never do anything like that." That's not how we are. She knew. Not right, but she didn't. They, they, I don't know. I, I saw it where they were kind of like rolling their eyes, like, "Oh, I can't believe they were doing that." No wonder that happened to them. I think they're all pretty much in on the. Yeah, you can tell by the. I mean, they wouldn't have been surprised. They are those kind of people because they had those pictures above their bunks. The guys did, but we didn't see Paula's bunk or Molly's bunk or and you think they were unaware of that activity I don't don't think they were unaware of the activity and I think that they had been involved in some bad stuff but I don't know that they I I don't know what they knew the hilltop group Jesus even talked about it that they had beat that guy in front of them yeah but that's not going to be the whole group so there could have been like really bad no. guys. I don't know. I don't think they've shown us enough to know that everybody in there. I did not get that from them. I could definitely be wrong. But the guy wants to hurt Carol. Donnie wants to hurt Carol. His arm's hurting. And uh, Paula says no. And he ends up getting, you know, he's like just, I mean, he's doubled over in pain. And Paula goes up to him and he just, he just roundhouse her. He just hits her really hard. And then... The same boat. What do Maggie and Carol do? 
They go to work. They're tied up, and they start fighting for Paula. I mean, it was for Carol, too, because if he had... I don't think they were fighting for Paula at all. I don't know how you get that. Maggie knocked Donnie down because he was... He was advancing on Carol. Right, but they hit. He hit Paula, and when he hit Paula, there was a pause. They, they start. They, they didn't do anything. He walked over to Carol, and then that's where Maggie decided to uh, give him a sweep kick and knock his legs out from under him. And then he turned on Maggie, and that's where Carol got involved. They were not. You don't think they not did even a little bit. Okay, well, I'll, I mean, I'll have to give you that one because I'm not sure about that. I didn't feel any definitive way, but it felt like because after that, Paula made a comment about you really are stupid, aren't you? Like for taking up for me is how I took that comment because she looked at him. She goes, "You really are stupid, aren't you?" And why would she say that? Of course you would do that if he were coming after you. You would fight. But you wouldn't well, see, I, I do don't, that going after her. I didn't put that. I, I, don't, I don't. I haven't attached that comment to an event, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, I could be looking at it wrong, though, but that's what I thought. Um, they take Maggie, Shell does, to another room to talk to her, which that kind of felt forced to me. What did you think about that? Well, take her to the other room and see what she knows. I didn't understand that. I mean, what, what did they think they were going to find out that she knew? You know, where the, the group was. I mean, and who are these people? These people are just, I mean, if they're anything, they're a, they're a, a, a fringe of the group. You know, find out what what she knows. I, don't, I, I, didn't, get, I didn't get that. And, of course, Shell didn't find out anything except that Maggie had morning sickness. And, right. and that Maggie had... And what uh, she had for, for breakfast yeah, that that's, day. Yeah, that's all she found out. I mean, it, and they, they just sat there looking at each other. So It was an interesting interaction between the two women, and I think it really compared and contrasted them because they were so similar. It was interesting that Shell actually believed that, that she wasn't the bad uh, person. Just like Maggie has believed. And I think that was like the turning point for Maggie, because I think Maggie and Carol and many of them that were sitting in the church when Rick was talking to them, this was what, yesterday or something? Mm -hmm. I think many of them wondered about going in. I think they've shown us that even the men, even the hardened men are going, I don't know about killing people that are not attacking us. So I think they're starting to wonder who the bad guys are. But, um... But Shell says that Maggie has nice clothes and time to make babies, and she wants to know where they live. Well, of course you can't give that information to these people, right? No. And, uh, but this is, is, this is where she tells her that, that they're not the good guys. She tells Maggie, you're not the good guys. And this seems to really resonate with Maggie. I felt like they real, they showed her face for a minute, and it seemed to resonate. And I made a note here that I think Maggie and Carol are starting to think that they aren't the good guys. It's either that or they're growing weak. But there's definite changes or maybe it's something to do with the mother thing that we talked about last week. But something's going on. They could just be getting fatigued, just getting tired, a little shell-shocked, a little battle fatigue. I mean, that's, that's Lack standard. of nutrition. Yeah. They Seriously. May, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, their sugar may be low. You know, right. Well, Molly is telling Paula, she's like, you know, doctoring Paula's face, you know, cleaning Paula's face and telling her that uh, Donnie got her good. And Paula starts making excuses for him. He's scared. He doesn't know what to do when he's scared and all this kind of stuff. So Carol starts telling her about Ed, her husband. She cuts her off pretty quick. Yeah, she don't want to hear it. And she says, they're not the same. This guy's nothing but a bed warmer and she could kill him in his sleep. And... Carol's like rubbing on the rosary and everything and Paula asks her if she believes in that and Carol says it got her through her daughter's death and then Paula says well maybe you'll get to meet her soon yeah see Paula yeah she's she's cold yeah she's cold then we go back to Shell talking to Maggie and this is where Maggie comments on the Frankie tattoo on her arm and thinks that was maybe her boyfriend she had gotten was it a finger cut off because she got caught stealing gas. And I guess that's how she got indoctrinated into the group, right? That's what I 
no, no, she was still no. That's not what I thought. I thought she was stealing gas to go look for her boyfriend, the one that was blown up on the road, and they caught her stealing gas and cut off because oh, she okay. was pregnant. Okay. And I don't know what else they did to her, or if they did anything else. But she's talking about like she lost the baby, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, then we go to commercial. And then we come back, and Rick is on the radio asking Paula if he's, if she's thought about it. He's communicating with her, and Paula's scolding him about that, you know, he needs to listen. You know, she's talking really rough to Rick. And Rick just wants to make the trade. And, um... Lots of static, this first call. Right. Right. And there's no static on this call. Oh, yeah. And so that's pretty smart of Paula to notice that. Did you notice before yes. she said oh, yeah. it? You oh, did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then Paula, you know, she freaks out. Carol starts saying they don't have to fight. And they go into the fact that Molly says that Carol's people killed all of their people. And this is where they go into where Carol tells them that her pe- she's crying and really seems meek and scared and says that her people got ambushed on the road and they tried to take all that they had. And this is where. It dawns on the Savior people that they killed, that this is the group that killed, that blew up T. They call him T's group. Um, and this is also where uh, Carol said, they they say, okay, that was fair play. You come in and killing. Self-defense. Right. Or, right, right. Blowing them up. Okay, we get that. But why did you have to come here? And do what you did here. And of course Carol can't say because you're shaking down the hilltop group and we're fighting for them, right? So Carol says um, that they were scared of Negan, that he seems like a maniac. And this is where Molly coughs out. She's coughing and says they're all Negan. So it's the first time we hear that. So Molly's chain smoking just lighting one after another and Carol finally asks her for a cigarette and Molly gives her one and Carol's scared this whole time. Like she said, she's scared, crying. And they keep calling her weak and asking what she's afraid of. And this is where Paula goes into her life. Like she used to be a secretary. Was it like for a senator maybe or something? Because she says it was in Washington and they had to and when the army came through she wasn't allowed to leave until the important people got safe somewhere so she had to not be with her husband and not be with her four daughters but well, she stayed with her boss so she obviously wasn't a secretary for a congressman or somebody remember he was the first person she killed what do you mean she stayed with him well, you said that maybe she worked for a senator or a congressman, mm-hmm. but she couldn't have because she stayed with her boss. She stayed. They made her stay until they evacuated the important people. Right, which were the congressmen and the senators, which her boss was not one because he would have been evacuated. Then why would she have said that? Did that make any why sense? Why would she have said what? Why would she have had to stay with her boss? If he wasn't one of the important people, if she she wasn't allowed to leave, because he told her to, or the mm-hmm. army told her to. Yeah, the army told her to because they were. I, I don't think her her boss was anybody other than just you know in charge of an office. That's no, what I think. I think her boss was an important person, and she wasn't allowed to leave until they protected all the important people. I don't think so. Then why would she tell the story about how the army came through and they weren't allowed to leave? She was trying to tell the story of how she was separated from her husband and her children. And she wasn't allowed to leave and she was upset about this, saying her boss was weak, so she killed him. So she was just illustrating that that she uh, took over doing whatever she wanted to do. I think you're very wrong. Okay. I think her boss was somebody important. And she was put in there. She she had to stay there. She so she had not, been evacuated with this important person? No. Okay. But she said that they evacuated all the important people. No, she didn't. Oh, I th- I'm sorry. I thought that's what she said. No. She said she wasn't allowed to leave until they evacuated all of the important people. I'd have to go back. I, I, don't, I don't know if maybe we're, we're like focusing on a word we not. definitely need to you you need to watch that scene again because i that's how i heard it 
that she wasn't allowed to leave until they had evacuated all of the important people, meaning she wasn't important, her husband wasn't important, her daughters weren't important, but her boss was important. You might be right. And well, I mean, I, that's how I read it. I don't know why I didn't, she would. I didn't told get that at all. That is so weird. But anyway, she's talking about herself, about how she spent all of her time making other people look good and reading inspirational emails. That's how she spent her day trying to make herself feel good. And then she goes into that story about... Three boiling pots of boiling water and the carrot and the coffee and the, the egg. Have you ever heard that before? Never heard it before. I haven't either, but that's interesting, isn't it? It was... How uh, boiling water can change one thing one way, one thing another way, and then another thing can actually change the boiling water. Right, and I think that's a great contrast, too, for the way that Carol has ended up differently than Paula. Because, obviously, Paula has become the egg. See, I don't think Carol is any different than Paula. I think Carol and Paula are exactly the same. I think Paula is Carol to an extreme how she was with Sam. And I think that's what Carol sees in Paula. I don't see that Carol is anything like this murderous woman that is Paula. A murderous, cold-blooded, and uh, has bloodlust. I don't... I, I, there's a difference in killing uh, and being good at it than ha than killing and having bloodlust and enjoying it. See, I didn't see Paula as having bloodlust. I just saw her as being mean, like Carol was with Sam. Carol was just trying to uh, protect Sam. You Carol. didn't see... She might have been trying to toughen him up a little bit, but Carol... That's what went, I mean. Yeah, but she went way beyond that. She was a little bit mean with the girls. She was already starting to turn. When... Uh, what were their names? The one that killed her sister a couple of... I don't remember. ...seasons ago. But she... One of them wanted to call her mom. Do you remember... And she wouldn't let her call her mom. I don't remember she that. She scolded her for trying to call her mom. And so the little girl was calling her ma'am the whole time. And that was the little girl that ended up eventually going off the deep end. And so she was rough even then and trying to toughen them up. And that didn't work out. And then, but but the way she was with Sam was just beyond. I thought I didn't. I, I don't see this. The the, the I mean, I, I, like a vague similarity between Paula and Carol, but nothing that's even real close. I don't know how they could have made them more similar. How could they have made them more similar? I don't understand. She was in an abusive relationship. Carol she was trying daughters. to let Paula live. Paula was not trying to let Carol live. Well, They're she, two totally polar opposite. She didn't. She hadn't killed Carol. She wouldn't shoot Carol in the arm to appease Donnie, who was going to beat her up over it. Of course not. She might bleed out and die, then she loses her leverage. I thought Paula was like Carol was with Sam. I thought she was just too hard. She had started out how she was, the bird, as she described herself, the meek little bird, transitioned into this warrior, and then went too hard. And I thought, I thought that, I just thought the similarities were glaring. Okay, this is what I wrote down. She talks about being in Washington and having to stay with her boss when the army came through. She wasn't allowed to leave until they evacuated the important people first. She had to leave her husband and four girls alone, and she killed him first. He was the first person she killed because he was a weak man and he was going to get himself and her killed, is what she said. Right. She stopped counting and caring at double-digit kills, and that's like Carol. Remember, Carol was in double-digit kills. She was we well over double digits when her little change started to occur. She tells Carol that her people are killers, and that makes her a killer, too, and she's nothing like Carol. And then Carol goes into, you're the one afraid of dying, and that's what's going to happen to you. You're going to die if you don't. And, I mean, Carol's warning her. She's giving her every warning, and this is where Paula says, and who's going to do it, you? And Carol says, I hope not. Then we go to a commercial and we come back and Paula is on the radio telling Rick they want to make the trade and they're setting up an area to trade in. But now they're setting them up, right? 
Yeah. Because it's ten minutes, they're going to wait till they're the rest of them show back up, right? Yes, I, that's that's what I got out of it. And this is where Paula says there was that it was too easy and there was no static on the right. on the radio right there. Paula thinks um, that they're close and she gets real suspicious and paranoid. So Paula calls the guys and they're coming and their ETA is ten minutes too. So I think that's awfully. They said a few minutes. They didn't say. Oh, minutes. did they say a few? Yeah. So you don't think they had any intention of trading them out? I don't think so. Do you? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. It felt kind of ambushy to wait till those guys got there and then trade them out, but I don't know. But Molly and Paula leave the room and leave Carol in the room. Carol, this this is where Carol gets out that sharp rosary and she gets herself out of there and she goes after Maggie and she gets Maggie undone. Maggie was in there still fighting to get undone from the duct tape. And this is where Carol wants to leave. Carol wants to run. But Maggie says they can't leave them alive, anybody in there. And Carol says they should just go. And they kind of fight about it. Who do you think's right? I mean, I mean, I guess Maggie's right. Good, okay. You get star for the day. Let's move along. Carol and Maggie go to the room where the guy was knocked out, Donnie, with his arm bandaged up. And um, Yeah, we didn't even say that, but after they fought with him, they, uh, Paula knocked him out. She hit him with a gun. He is out for the count. But he's already dead and turning, so they tie him up. And then Molly comes into the room, and they've had him tied up. He's like a uh, booby trap or something, right? Yeah. Because Molly comes in, and he takes a big old bite. Out of her arm. Yep. Poor old Molly. Yeah, and then Carol comes up behind her and does her in, too. Knocks her down. Well, no, Maggie jumps on her. Was it Maggie? Oh, yeah, Maggie jumps on her and just oh, beats yeah. the life out of her. Yeah, Maggie uh, Yeah, Maggie goes... This is why I'm in love with Maggie. Goes crazy. Bludgeons her. Bludgeons. She goes, with blood spurting everywhere. She goes all pregnant woman on her. So Paula walks in the room and sees the carnage that's went on, and she gets this like look of resolve and cocks her gun. Well, Maggie and Carol are running through the the plant, and they come to a they're trying to get out, and they come to like a zombie room, and they can't leave because they got all these skewered zombies alive, like in the like blocking the way. And Paula comes up on them, and Carol won't kill her. She she was like firing her gun as she was walking, and come on. Paula's not going to do that. She's not going to blindly fire every bit of ammunition she has. No. She's not going to do that. But um, Carol won't kill her. She tells her to run. Uh, Paula tells Carol that she has no idea the things she's had to do and the things she's lost and all that kind of stuff. And this is where a zombie gets off the stick and Paula gets a chance to run. The Maggie, you know, the zombie hits Carol and Maggie well, hits the zombie. And Well, uh, Carol gets a round off and shoots. She, she, right, she well, shoots her and then she takes But off. she didn't mean to even shoot her. The zombie, like, hit her. I don't think she even meant to shoot her at that yeah, point. But, but she, she, I don't know, but she did. And, and then, they get the, of course, they take care of the zombie. And then by that time, Paula's run around the corner. Right. Well, this is where Shell comes back, and she slices Maggie in the stomach. Man, bad move, Shell. I mean, and she, like, slices through her shirt, and there's, like, this pregnant pause where you wait to see if... Ooh, nice play on words. Yeah, (laughs) that was a Freudian slip. But there's, like, this pause where you wait to see if blood's going to start pouring out, right? Because you can't tell how deep that knife went. Maggie looks at her like... Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Well, this is where Carol's standing there, and she just shoots her in the head point blank. That's oh, yeah, Carol walked right up and shot her, yeah. Old Carol back. Right. Thank God. Um, but then they, they see Paula laying there, and Carol still don't want to kill her. She says, I told you to run. She still doesn't want to kill her. And Paula is... Like arguing with her, and you know, and Carol's going closer and closer to her, I know, and she knocks the gun out of Carol's hand, and they scuffle. Start fighting, and then she gets 
pushed back on the skewer and then the zombie takes a bite out of her face and they're calling in they're waiting for her to die so they can answer the radio I thought that was pretty cool that was yeah Paula um, gets skewered and her jaw ends up being zombie eating, food eating, that was eating, terrible and screaming and then gurgling as she was mm-hmm, finally going in out in the background yep and then Carol did her best Paula impression and she told, did a pretty good Paula impression too, yeah. yeah but the, their gang is calling for Paula and Carol mimics her on the the the, the walkie talkie and yeah. tells her tells them to meet her on the kill floor. So they're they're there and they come in just right then and there's fuel of some kind on the kill floor. This is another little mistake that they made. When you throw a cigarette onto gasoline, mm-hmm. it doesn't ignite it. It just puts the cigarette out. Really? Oh, they yeah. show that a lot of times in movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a big, uh, a big uh, um, blooper. It never, it doesn't work that way. But that's pretty um, cold-blooded. If it should work that way, right? That's pretty, pretty smart. Uh, I mean, they locked them in that it's room. Pretty ingenious, really. I think. And they stand there for a second outside the door while they're beating on the door and screaming and stuff, and like there's just like a ringing in their ears, and then they're walking out in slow motion, and they get. Toward the outside, they go through the zombie hall, killing them as they go. And Glenn's standing on the outside of the door. With they're coming the in as they're going out. Yeah. And everybody's reunited. And this is where Maggie says she can't, I'm assuming, do this anymore. And this is also where Daryl goes up to Carol and asks her Are if you she's okay? okay. She said, no. He goes, come here. Have we ever seen Daryl hug anybody? Mm, no. I don't remember Daryl ever hugging anybody. I bet Daryl didn't even hug his mom. <laughs> Rick comes in with Primo. These people are pretty bold, don't you think? I mean, when they're in the face of uh, death. Yeah, they yeah. are. They are all pretty, uh, pretty tough people. Yeah. And then, it's a tough, tougher group. Yeah, like. and Primo just—he's not, you know. No, he doesn't flinch. And we also saw that with the group T's group that tried to hijack Daryl and Abraham and Sasha. Remember, they were a tough group too. We haven't seen any of these people. We've had the group that tried to hijack Daryl, Sasha, and Abraham—mean people. Then we had the guys who they killed in their sleep, who had the pictures of the, you know, dead people. Yeah, above the people them. bludgeoned to death. I mean, we we haven't seen a lot of uh, Morgan-like people. <laughs> <laughs> over We're there. seeing more. We're seeing more. But he asked about Negan, and he says, "Was Negan there last night, or was Negan here?" I said both. Yeah, and he says they're all Negan. He said, I'm Negan. He said, I'm Negan. But they're all saying they're Negan. And so Rick just blows, I mean, he blows his head off. This is why I love Rick Grimes. But he didn't do that for a while, do you remember? Rick was the farmer. He wanted to be a farmer for a while. <laughs> he didn't want to make toys. He wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> um, and Carol is clutching the rosary, the sharpened rosary so tight that blood is dripping from her hand as she's standing there. It's kind of like the last thing we see. And next week we see Daryl talking about how he should have killed the people in the burnt forest that took his bike, but he didn't. See, Daryl is always the voice of reason. But see, he didn't do it either. Remember those people and how they did him and he didn't kill them? I think you get to a point. I mean, and I think I think that, um, I think to, I, I, I believe, I see what you're talking about. I, I hate the touchy-feely stuff, but, but honestly, I can see how you would get just exhausted mentally exhausted from killing everybody you met they've got to keep their humanity in some way they've got to keep something that makes them able to love i mean you have to what's the point i think i think you're right i think i think i think that's correct and i believe that that we're seeing the uh the writers try to the try, struggle. To, try to illustrate that. Yeah, the struggle between what's good enough and what's uh, too much and what's not enough and how you would balance all yeah, that. Yeah, checks and, and balances. And, and maintain yourself. What's Some appropriate, what's appropriate in, in a zombie apocalypse. But there's flashes of Morgan in next week's episode. Please don't, and ever, don't ever Back in Alexandria, at least for a little bit. Okay, I've heard all over creation that Jeffrey Morgan was cast as Negan. 
Remember that guy? I think I pulled him up and I showed him to you on the computer. I mean, it's got the guy's supposed to be cast. Well, as maybe Negan. we haven't really seen the real Negan yet. I hope that I don't know. I fear that we have not seen. It's just not going to be that easy. I That's don't funny think. because I thought all that you feared was The Walking Dead. But up, bump. But up, bump. I'll be here all week. We hope you connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become a part of our The Walking OG podcast. Wait a minute. You're, you're reading the thing where we're going out. Yep. What if we want to keep talking? No, you don't. So how do people get in touch with you, Mike, if they want to continue this conversation? Well, we can just keep, keep continuing I'm, it right now. Because I'm done. We can keep going right now. No, we're going to go and then rewatch that part of the episode. Oh, I'm not watching anything. Oh, yeah. Well. I think you're right. I'm just going to go ahead and mm-hmm. concede right so, now. Um, you want me to give them my phone number? I don't care. At this point, I just want to be done. At Mike from TN, because my bride had at Michelle from TN, so we match. We match. Yeah, we're sweet. Uh, on Twitter, at Michelle from TN. You She's can touch sweet. Me. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us and keep in touch. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com where you can email us or leave us a message. We always love to hear from you and get your feedback. Here, let me read it. A quick reminder, Mike and I do a Survivor podcast. We try to get out on Thursday. So if you're into Survivor, then uh, come listen to our podcast. Also, we're doing our best. And by that, I mean we are struggling to get a the Americans. Oh no, we're going to do the Americans. It's going to be it's going to be terrific. <laughs> we're trying to um, the easy part, and it's not easy, but the easy part is actually doing the podcast. I'm trying to get everything set up with the website and everything to do the Americans podcast. We're not going back to the beginning. We're starting with season four, and uh, it's called American Reds. And it is our The Americans podcast. So if you guys like The Americans, and we hope you do. It's a really great show. I don't think it had the following. That yeah, if you never watched it, you should you should go back and go to season one and start. It's a, it's a fantastic series. It's on Amazon Prime right now. If you have, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can, you can watch it for free, seasons one through three. And it's... Um, it's it's a great series. I, I don't think it gets even the acclaim that it deserves. It's a really fantastic. Good. It's honestly, it's probably over my head a little bit, but luckily I have I have Mike here to da, da, da. to help me da, da. help me out with it. Da, da. So if you don't have anything else, then I'll see you back next week for episode. Oh, 13. you'll see me in just a minute when you're making me watch that stupid <laughs> television. Show. All right, I'll see you then. Okay, bye bye.